Pastor Michelle Donatien coming to you from Michelle Donatien Ministries. And I want to encourage you with a fresh word from the Lord today. To Jesus be all the praise. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Pastor Michelle Donatian here. I'm really excited. This is the Tuesday, October the 20th, 2020 edition. And today we are going to be talking about trusting the Lord. I have some wonderful scriptures to share with you. Have you ever thought about what it means to trust the Lord? Well, today we're going to talk about it. Stay tuned. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for each and every person that is here at the sound of my voice. Lord God, touch our hearts and our minds afresh and anew today. Open up our eyes, open up our understanding, illuminate your word by your Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise and honor. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Trusting God. Trusting God is something that only comes as God teaches you. We walk with the Lord. And as we walk with the Lord, we read his word. And his word is so wonderful. It's so strengthening and encouraging. I think some of you today have been going through some difficult situations and you felt a bit like you couldn't trust the Lord or maybe you didn't realize. I think you didn't realize you hadn't been trusting him. I think you weren't asking that question, but deep, deep down, it was a question of trusting God. Well, I have some, I have a fresh word for you today and I know this is going to encourage you. I've got some meat in the word for you today and it's going to fill you up to overflowing. Hallelujah. My pastor always, he calls it filet mignon. Some people call it steak and potatoes, but I like what he says because it's like the good stuff. Filet mignon. Have you ever had filet mignon? It melts in your mouth. It tastes amazing. Better than any steak, most steaks, I should say. Filet mignon. We're going to have some filet mignon in the word today. So open up with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 and I'm going to read a powerful word for you. I'm going to read it to you right now and I want you to read it with me. It starts with verse 16 and this is what it says. That we, that he, excuse me, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in love, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts. How? By faith. You trust that he will dwell, and he will because you trust him. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, 
Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. What a powerful word. What a powerful statement. For we have everything, in fact, more than we need. The Lord God is able to do exceeding abundantly above everything that we could even imagine. Just think about that. According to the power that worketh in us. What power works in us? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works in us. And what does this mean though? What, how is this related to trust? Well, what it means is that you don't have to worry. Everything that you need, the Lord God is already working on it. Now, how does he start working on it? Well, first of all, he's already doing these things. He already did it in you before you even were born. Think about that. He gave you salvation. That is the greatest miracle there is. That is the greatest miracle of all. Salvation. To transform a wicked being into a brand new, totally new creature. That's the greatest miracle of all. And I'm so grateful for it. And the Lord God knew. And he had it already in his heart for you and for me before the foundations of the earth. In Ephesians 1, it says so. In Ephesians 1, it says so. I'm going to take you there just because I want you to see this for yourself. Ephesians 1, chapter 1, excuse me, verse 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Now, before we even go on, just look at that. He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That means you have everything you need. He's already given it to you. Wow. In Christ Jesus. So when you walk in Jesus, you have it all. All. I mean all. Wow. Listen, I'm preaching to myself. I'm encouraging myself even today. Because who hasn't been discouraged? Who hasn't needed a fresh touch from the Lord? This is why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you because the Lord knows we all need a fresh touch. We need his word. Now I'm going to take you to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. All right. And you heard the last scripture, the part of scripture that I said. I just want to make sure I read that part. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That was before the world, before it was even founded, before it was even created. Hallelujah. That was before it was even created. He already had given you that. He already took care of these things. What does this mean? It goes back to the fact that we couldn't even imagine that he would do these things. The things that God answers, the prayer that I've, prayers that I've seen God answer, of course he answers the prayers that we ask, but there's more. It's even more because he answers prayers that we didn't even have. Like I think about myself and the Lord's God, the Lord God's calling me to be a pastor. I've never in my entire life asked the Lord God to use me as a pastor, ever. To be quite frank with you, I didn't think I could ever be something like that. It never once crossed my mind in my entire life. I mean my entire life. But the Lord had a plan for me and what a wonderful wondrous privilege it is for me to be a pastor. It's because it honors the Lord. Whatever he's called you to do is a privilege and an honor. And I'm so privileged that this is what he called me to do. And I get the pleasure of carrying out his call in my life. 
what an honor it is. What a special honor. Wow. And whatever he's called you to do, it is a special honor. You might be an evangelist. You might be a teacher. You might be a preacher. I don't know what your call is. I just, you know, named a couple of them in the Bible. But here's the thing. It's an honor and a privilege to carry out what the Lord God has called you to carry out. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. And he's given me everything I needed. He's given you and I every single thing that we needed. I never asked him to be a pastor, but what a glorious blessing it's been. I never asked him for a ministry, but what a glorious blessing it has been. Because he gave me more than I could even imagine. More than I could even imagine. And you're the same. You're the same. Rejoice in that. Yeah, difficulties come with it. It's true. It's very difficult to run a ministry. But if I give it all to the Lord Jesus, then he takes care of it. It's really simple. You know, there are times, let me put it like this. There have been times We can all say this. There have been times that we've all said, boy, is it difficult. And then when we get the revelation, the Lord has illuminated it to us by his Holy Spirit that it is him who does the fighting. So if we will just give it to him in prayer, praise God, he'll take care of it. And that brings me to our next scripture. Ephesians, excuse me, Philippians chapter four, verse six. You know this scripture. I want to remind you of it because it's really good to see it every time, every time. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6. Hallelujah. And I'm even going to start with, hmm, I'll start with 4. 5. We'll start with 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, everything it says, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known unto God. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. All you've got to do is ask him. And then with thanksgiving, it means that you trust that he'll answer those requests. You trust him. So that's why you give thanksgiving. You say, thank you, Lord. You've done it. Thank you. You've done it. It's done. And you rejoice. Why? Because you know he's already taken care of the situation. He's already done it. Hallelujah. (laughs) What great joy that gives me. (laughs) What great joy it gives me. Hallelujah. I want to take you to second, or I'm going to take you to James chapter one. Hallelujah. Verses one through six. Go there, go there, go there. Oh, this is such good meat, isn't it? Filet mignon. Hallelujah. All right, turn there with me. James 1, 1 through 6. And this is what it says. Hallelujah. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. I'm about to, illum- I'm about to show you, and the Holy Spirit's going to illuminate to you what he says and why you can trust him. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad. Greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Wow. 
But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, here are some things that you, some great pieces of filet mignon you're about to start chewing on. I want you to think about this. First of all, one of the things that he never told you, that you never, that you never asked for was for patience. Now, you might have asked for it. But not in the beginning, not when you first got saved. And I can guarantee you're not asking for it every day. Not every day, not, not most of us, we'll say that. Most of us are not asking for patience every day. We've gotten caught up in not having it quite honestly, quite often. But the Bible says that a fruit of the spirit, a spirit is patience. So the Lord God is already right there given us through the difficult times, trying of our faith, the trying of our faith, the trying of our faith, that also means when he's testing you and I. Yes, testing is biblical. It's right there. The trying of your faith. He's testing us. He's trying us to see will we pass the test? Will we be faithful? It's in the Bible and Psalms as well and many other scriptures. I used to think that testing was not in the word, but I'm telling you it is. So when he tests us, which we were tested when we first got saved. I don't know about you and how much you were tested, but let me tell you something. I was tested. Woo! I didn't know that people were tested. I didn't know that things, bad things happened to Christians, but they do because we're all human. And the Bible even tells us that we will have persecution, trials and tribulations as Christians when we serve Christ Jesus. These are all things that, you, that show you you can trust God because I know without a shadow of a doubt that you can tell me a few of the trials and tribulations that the Lord has got brought you out of because we all have them. It's, a, it's literally something that I don't want to say a promise, but it is guaranteed. It is what happens. It is what happens. And maybe I can call it a promise. I, I don't think I can. But the reason I almost veer towards calling it a promise, almost, I don't call it a promise, but almost is because it's a blessing. He just said in his word to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Why? I used to think people were crazy if they would say something like that. But it's because we didn't even ask for patience. And the Lord God said that we need the fruit of the spirit in order to enter into heaven, in order to see the kingdom of God. That's what we're serving. That's why we love him. That's one of the reasons. That's not why we love him, but it's one of the things that we want. We want to enter into the kingdom of God. So we didn't even know to ask him for it. And he already did it. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. See, do you see how faithful he is? We can trust him. You can trust him. You can trust him with everything that's going on in your life. It says, but let, in verse four, but let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Wow. That you have everything you need. That you won't be lacking anything, nothing, because it's all in his word that he's already given it to us. And everything that we need, we just prayed, we just read that he will answer. He'll give us what we need. If we thank him for it, if we believe that he's going to do it. But why do I say that? Well, because right here, let's read verse five. I'm going to go to six right now. No, I'll read five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Well, there we are again. There's another answer to prayer right there. And I can tell you from firsthand experience that he gives us wisdom when we ask for it. I can tell you from firsthand experience. I can't count how many times I've asked him and that he's given it to me, but I can tell you from firsthand experience that it is what he said he will do it. Hallelujah. All of these things are proving to you right now that he is trustworthy, that you can trust him. 
Trusting God is everything. Trusting God. Because without trust in him, there is no faith. And without faith, what is there? What is there? What is there? We don't have any faith. We don't have salvation. We don't have anything without faith. Nothing. It is impossible to please God without faith. That's the word. Let's go on. Verse six. Here we go. Now, here's where this part, this part right here, it says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth, hmm, let's stop for a second. Let's stop for a second. Just wait a moment. I'm going to stop right there. I want to take you to another scripture. Keep your hand right there. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9. All right. Turn there with me. You got to see it. And here's what it says. I'll start at eight. Ah, seven. We'll go back because I want you to really get this. I want to give you the background. Verse seven. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that were given, that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh. Let me read that again. And even six goes back even more to show you. For though I would desire to glory, you need to hear this part. You need to hear six. This is Paul talking. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. (laughs) He's like, even though in my flesh, I want to glory, I'm not going to be a fool. He says, for I will say the truth, but now I forbear lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth, which he seeth me to be, or that he heard of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. So he's saying, so nobody thinks that I'm all that in a bag of chips. You, some of you who were teenagers in the 90s know what I'm talking about. So that nobody thinks that I'm better than God has created me to be. So I don't get prideful. He says, Here we are back in the scripture. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Wait, he was given by God something to keep him humble. That is scripture. It says it was given to me. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Then we go on in verse eight. For this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. But what did he say? And he said unto me, now here's where you can hold on as well. See, Paul was dealing with things as well. And Paul was dealing with things that he wanted to be done. But the Lord said, no, 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 no. This is my plan. And this is what I'm going to do. And Paul was given the revelation about why. Sometimes the Lord will give us revelation about why he's doing something. And other times he doesn't. But the one why that we know because he revealed it to us in scripture is that so that patience will have her perfect work, that we may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. That is one thing we already know right there is the answer. Even if he doesn't give you any more revelation about why, that is enough. And here's what he says, because this is exactly what he said just now. Well, this is exactly what backs up what I just said. My grace is is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. That's it right there. Look at that. Then he says, 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Wow. My friends, I want to encourage you right now today that if you will put your trust in the Lord God in every area of your life, then you can literally count on him to take care of everything. You don't have to worry that he's not going to hear your prayer. He's going to hear your prayer and he will answer and give you everything that he has promised in his word, which is even more than you can even ask or think. And then things that he didn't even speak of in his word, because we know that the Bible says that there are things that he promises and things that he said and things that have happened that he didn't put in the word. He said there wasn't room enough to fit everything and all the miracles that the Lord Jesus did. So how about that? In the Bible, it didn't say, I will call Michelle Donatian to be a pastor and give her a ministry. It didn't say that, yet he did it, didn't he? Didn't he? If you're a minister, it didn't say in scripture that he will call you to be a minister, you particularly, but he did it, didn't he? Didn't he? You see, he does so much more than we can even understand. So if we will trust his words, every bit of it and hold on to it, you will be all right. Now, I want to give you a warning here before we close. And that warning is in the book of James. Go right back there to James chapter one. This is verses six. And eight. And this is the warning for you. This is verses six through eight, excuse me. James chapter one, verses six through eight. It says, Remember, we had just told us about, um, I'm going to read it again. My brother, count it all, brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Now, we, we just talked about that. I just unpacked that for you, that piece of filet mignon. But verse 6, this is the warning, and we've got to heed this warning, because this is, this is a warning. And because of the love of God, because he said even, here's another promise, another reason that you can trust him. Because he said he loves us, then he actually does love us. The Bible tells us that he loves those, those that he corrects. He corrects those that he loves. So here we are again. He's correcting you and I. Some of you need this right now. Some of you just need to be reminded of this. Some of you haven't ever really gotten this revelation. Listen, chapter 6, or excuse me, First uh, James 1 Verse six, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. He is saying point blank. If you don't believe what he says in his word, I, you will not receive anything from me. That's what it says right here. You just heard me read it with your own ears. That is scripture. A double-minded man. Why? Because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. All his ways. 
If you can't believe what the word of God says, God just said a double-minded man. First, he says you are double-minded. And then he says that you're unstable in all your ways if you don't believe everything he says in his word. you Either you're going to believe the word or not. My pastor always says, either we're going to believe the word or we're going to believe the word. That's what he says because there's no other option. But you have a choice. And when you trust God, there is great freedom and victory. Now I'm going to take you to one last place. Hallelujah. Two. I'm going to take you to two. Two are better than one. In scripture, in the book of Revelations, Hallelujah, chapter 12. What does it say? No, no, wait, let me take you to the other scripture about the Shunammite woman. You remember the Shunammite woman in Elisha, the man of God? Her son died on her knees. Her husband called into her after her son died. He had had a headache. The son had a headache. He was working out in the field. The son said, send him in. He told a servant, send him in to his mother. He has a headache. The son died on her lap, died on her knees. Her husband said, well, she said, I'm going to the man of God. She told her husband, go get all my stuff ready. I'm going to the man of God. He said, why? What are you going to the man of God for? It's not a holiday or a feast or anything like that. She said, all will be well. That was her answer. She didn't even bother to tell him that his son had died because she knew all will be well. What did she do? The Shunammite woman got on that chariot and she kept on going. She went as fast as she could and got to the man of God, Elisha. And as Elisha sent out Gehazi, his servant, to go inquire of her, she said to him in reply, all is well, you see? Because he said that there, Elisha said that the Lord God had hidden from him what was happening to her, and he did. But she knew without a shadow of a doubt that all is well. She knew that if she got to the man of God, the man of God, who God himself is working through, that all is well. Her, she didn't say, again, will be. Well, she said, is, meaning it's done. And you know the story. If you don't, you need to go read that. She said to the man of God, all is well. The man of God went to their house, prayed over the boy, and brought him back to life. The Lord God brought him back to life. Praise be to God. So we stand here saying, I stand to you saying all is well. Everything I've said to you proves that you can trust the Lord. And the very last thing that I'll say to you is the end. And it literally is in the end. And it's in the book of Revelations, all right? And I'm going to take you there to the book of Revelations chapter 12. I think you know this scripture. I think you know this scripture. And I'm going to turn there. I wasn't planning to go there. So just as I go there... Hallelujah. And this is what it says in verse 11. I'll read 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, this is Revelations chapter 12, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, John is in heaven. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the strength of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And this is what I'm closing with. And you need to hold on and you need to listen, listen, listen. Get this deep in your spirit. 
Get it deep, deep in your spirit. Lord God, I ask you to put this deep in their spirit. Verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. That is the end. We win because we're in Christ Jesus, because he wins. Glory be to God. As we close here today, I want to pray with you. I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt that you can trust God. Hallelujah. You can trust him for every need that you have, for everything that you didn't even know that you needed. That's exactly what I said. (laughs) You can have great joy knowing that it's all taken care of, even when you can't see what's going to happen next. Listen, I'm in the middle of a situation myself that I'm trusting the Lord God for. I'm praying. I've given it to him. And so I'm standing in his word. And it's done. It is actually done. There is no question if he's done it. It's, it's actually done. That's what I mean when I say trusting God. It's already done. There's not a question. And I want you to have that same. It's my desire for you. More importantly, it's God's desire for you to have that kind of steadfast faith, steadfast faith even greater than what I have. Even greater. And my prayer is that I'll have even greater. Glory be to God. That without a shadow of a doubt, we will know who our God is. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you've done today. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for just being you. We thank you that you've saved us, that you've given us. You created us. And we thank you for the relationship that we have, that it was you who initiated it. I mean, like... We love you so much and we thank you for loving us. Your word tells us, glory be to God, that God is love. We thank you for we know that. Hallelujah. You have loved us and we know that you'll never stop. We thank you for loving us, including us in your body. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. For your scripture, glory be to God. Your scripture, and I'm going to turn right there, Ephesians 30. I'm going to turn right there. I wasn't planning to do this, but I know I need to close with this. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. For your word, Lord God says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And one last thing before we close, I want to pray with you for the persecuted Christians, the persecuted church. We're going to be praying for the persecuted church in Oman and in North Korea. Hallelujah. And in Kuwait, let's stand in agreement and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, lifting up the persecuted church in Oman, North Korea, and Kuwait. Tangando sotiki rambi la rondo kopata pata sandiki tibiro tibiro dalata sandika pata soro. 
Hallelujah. Rondo bada kanda sati kiro di bide 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 I hope you'll stand with me. Glory be to God as I stand myself. Vada sandi kiro di bide di bide di kora. Lord God, we lift up the people in Oman. We lift up the government in Oman. And we ask you that you will cause it to lift restrictions on freedom of expression, assembly, and religion. For the Christians, Lord God, in that country, we pray for new believers who are likely to face strong societal pressures. We pray that young people who have increased access to education may usher, that they will usher in a shift in the climate towards Christians. We ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you will touch the people of God in Oman and North Korea. Hallelujah. And in Kuwait, and in the name of Jesus, that you will open up the eyes of their understanding that they will see just who you are and how much you really love them. Give them strength, Lord God, that they may carry out your gospel, that they may preach the gospel daily in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we lift up the persecuted church in Kuwait and we pray, Lord God, that they and other minority groups who face discrimination will be protected, Lord God. We pray right now, other minority Christian groups, Lord God, we pray for Christians who may be excluded from community activities due to being seen as foreigners or infidels because of their faith in you, Lord Jesus. We pray right now for Christians who may be forced to follow strict Islamic laws or risk being legally or otherwise penalized in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I plead the precious Oh, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we thank you. And all God's people said amen. And I plead the blood of the blood of Jesus over each and every one of your people, Lord God, each and every one of you at the sound of my voice, over your children, your homes, your properties, your, your, your jobs, your finances, your businesses and ministries. I plead the precious blood, the powerful blood of Jesus, hallelujah over every relationship that the Lord has ordained for you to have in your lives and over all of your realms of influence. I ask you, Lord God, to enlarge their territory and I plead your precious, 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 powerful blood, precious, 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 precious blood over each and every one and over everything you've ordained for them in their lives in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said, thank you, Lord, and amen. Hallelujah. Now, my friends, I want to apologize to you because this broadcast was broadcast later than I planned. 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time was the original plan, and we had some technical difficulties with scheduling regarding uh, work and that type of thing. So, unfortunately, I was not able to, and I do apologize for that, but you can know tomorrow it will be on 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also, I want to share with you three, uh, one other thing, and that is... Um, no, I'll share that with you tomorrow. So the Lord God be with you. The Lord God may keep you that he keeps you and that you will stay encouraged. Keep those scriptures at the forefront of your mind. Keep your eyes on them. By doing that, you keep your eye on Christ Jesus. I love you. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Lord willing. Well, sweet people of God, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Tune in tomorrow for a new and fresh word from the Lord for you. This is Pastor Michelle Donatian signing off. 
God bless you and to Jesus be all the praise.